<laughs> Mrs. Thank Nesbitt, you. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Just cracking jokes. Help us on the way, dear. <laughs> Lord. Uh, welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. And I'm Brittany, and on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, we have Derek Ryan of Midnight After Midnight. How are you? Welcome. What's up? Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks thank for you being for, here. Yeah, thank you for coming to hang yeah. out with us. I know we had a little bit of time confusion and things. You answered the call while you were in the car, and we were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time zones like, um, oh man, complicated. They're rough. They are, let me tell you, <laughs> especially doing this, it's even worse because we don't Absolutely. know where anybody is. Um, so <laughs> we have to verify. <laughs> yeah, we did the same thing with Gary, who's in New Orleans, and. We told him one time and he was like, oh, I didn't realize there was a time difference. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Same. Like, and usually I, I'm on like Eastern time is the thing. Cause like my hometown is in Northeast Tennessee, but there's a time change, um, like getting to Nashville. So I'm always just so confused. Okay. I did not know that. That's good to know. Okay, wait. So I was just asking Sam at this. So is like Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, is that still Eastern? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's um, oh, thank God. a little okay. north of Knoxville um, and then a little south of my hometown. So, okay. All right, cool. Because we're going there. Well, my husband and I are going there uh, in a couple months, but I just want to make sure I'd still be on the same, you know, no, time zone. Time zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we do know that you are from everything that you posted you're nashville based but also la there's gonna be some transitions and things happening there but before we get into all of that why don't you tell us tell us about you who's derek ryan who's minute after midnight tell us about that um so yeah i started writing music you know um when i was like 14 15 i didn't start getting into like playing in local bands till about 17 18 and so i ran a cycle through a few bands um you know, just kind of like how everyone else kind of gets started with that. And then kind of got just actually started Minute After Midnight in 2016. We did a record that never came out. And then after that, I kind of just took my hiatus from the scene and was like, you know, I'm going to do EDM music for a while. So for the last like three and a half years, that's been like the predominant, like my predominant success, I guess you could say. Um but yeah, just some circumstances happened to where me and the producer um, got back together. He actually moved an hour away from my hometown. That's um, Bristol, Tennessee. And I had actually flown to Arizona to record the record. So it was just like a weird coincidence that he was even like an hour away. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But yeah, so basically I am just this pop punk kid that makes EDM music. <laughs> I mean, even so, like it's it's good. It's super catchy, mm-hmm. and yeah. the the one riff that you have in all over again, uh, the chorus, like I knew that I had oh, heard yeah. that somewhere before. Like it was so familiar, and then when you popped up on my for you page and I found it, it was you, I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> connection. I know who did it's it so now. Awesome. It's not just an audio. 
Yeah. Yeah. Lord, I literally have probably made a thousand videos with that audio. And, you know, some of them do crazy good. And as you know, some, some of them don't do anything, but that was like the point, you know, it's just to kind of like get people to hear it and then kind of connect the dots later down the road. And, and it's really starting to work out. So. And it has been, cause you've been, you've been killing it when it comes to your TikTok game recently. Well, since, since we found you, like every time you turn around, you're always talking about, and you're like, it, and you're like in your face, but in the good way about it of like, yeah, Minute After Midnight is going to be your new favorite yeah. band. And we are going to yeah. do this. We're going to do that. Not if, when it's like, we are going yeah. to do it. And I love that. I love that confidence and everything behind it. I'm such a huge, huge advocate of manifestation and like speaking it into existence. I think that that is like the core of any like successful project. Like you have to like believe in what you're doing, like fully, like, you know what I mean? Even if other people don't at first, you know, because being an artist is hard to like, I guess in a way keep like the boat rowing, you know what I'm saying? Mm Because there's times where like, there's nobody listening you know, and you're kind of just like, am I looking cringe on the internet? Like, are people like thinking I'm weird or something? And then every now and then, you know, once you start to generate a following, you're like, okay, okay, I'm good. You know, maybe they were a little cringe, but still it works. (laughs) They're a little cringe, but they work. Hey, that's, that's the algorithm though. Like that people love that stuff. Yeah, that's really, that's who we're playing for right now. It really isn't it's really not the followers even like of course like I want to get my music to my followers but like literally I'm trying I'm aiming for watch time you know what I mean and it's um in a genuine way where I can at least be authentic in myself you know what I mean yeah oh yeah but it's it's definitely working because every time every time I turn around and one of your videos pop up it's always that whole positive thing of this is going to happen not well if this happened when's this happened and that's and it's not like when it comes off, it's not a cocky thing. It's just that pure confidence of like, you know, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care. And I love that for you. Thank you so much. Because you are incredibly talented. And gosh, thank you. everything that you've got is it's such a vibe, such a bop. Like we've been listening to it. We've been playing it on our emo nights and everybody loves yes. it when we do that because they're always like well who who is this who is this guy and then like I tell them and they're like oh wait Derek Ryan is minute after midnight and I'm like yes they're they're the same person (laughs) (laughs) they they are the same (laughs) Bruce Wayne is Batman yes (laughs) literally that's yeah Bruce Wayne is Batman that's so good have y'all seen the new Batman movie did y'all watch it I haven't no not yet it's pretty good it's pretty good anyways I'm definitely gonna check it out yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, because I mean, I even did the same thing. I didn't realize that the two of you were the same thing until I saw you pop up on one and the other. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> so. Yeah, so funny story. Um, original. Uh Oh, you cut out. Hold on. We can't hear you. I don't think he can we hear can't us. hear you. I don't think he can hear us. We can't hear him either. I know. Oh no. Uh, hold on. <laughs> no one. Hold on. Hold on. He's hold on. on his phone. Hold on, I'm gonna put it in the chat. Crappy song. Oh, now you're back. Hey. Oh. 
literally everything no you're fine everything you said yeah you're back we could not hear you and i don't think you could hear us either because we're like we can't hear you and you're just still like talking we're like "Uh uh-oh because you're like you're like funny story and then yeah my car turned off i've got y'all connected to the car (laughs) story of my life technology and amos can you hear me now yeah Yeah. timing wise it was hysterical because it was like it was like like, funny funny story story. cut out (laughs) okay hold on one second um so now it's so complicated with these phones like it's now you guys are like coming out of that looks like speaker Hello. All right. We're, yeah, we're back in business. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. All right. What were we talking about? You so said funny. You, you story. said funny story, and then you completely cut out. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so totally. we didn't get so, any of that story. Okay. Well, long story short, um, basically, I went to Cameron to record. It wasn't even like um a minute after midnight song. It was a Derek Ryan song that was crap, and then randomly someone <laughs> kind of called. Uh, Someone called randomly in the session and I just started kind of playing the riff for all over again. And then Cameron was like, dude, track that. And so I had this big thing, like, is this going to be Derek Ryan now? Like, what is this? And then it just like, it's just like, no, this is minute after midnight, you know, like I want to finish what I started. So it was, it was just a wild, wild thing. Tell us the difference between, so obviously Minute After Midnight is Derek Ryan, but it seems like Derek Ryan is also his own thing at the same time. So what's the big difference between like your solo stuff versus Minute After Midnight? So Derek Ryan is completely electronic dance music. It's it's all house music. Um, There's like a lot of dance covers. There's some original stuff. And yeah, and then Minute After Midnight is just, you know, the pop punk side of all of that. So it's... So that makes why, any sense. Why the why the two different genres? Um. Well, I was always in bands and pop punk. Like, like the, that's what I was doing. Like, I was actually in like a post hardcore band. Um, we did metal shows. Like, I, I just ran okay. the whole scene. So, I just had taking a step back from it, you know, because that's where where I was truly like passionate about. But I also wanted to, you know, like have some sort of like financial security and music and edm was offering me that at the time yeah so yeah i put out a song a single month for three years straight sometimes multiple singles with the electronic project so it's kind of like january was the first month that i hadn't released a single in three years but i've completely like just shifted modes because i just I feel so connected to the music and I feel like it's more authentically who I am. And like, you know, the fan base is just like, I just see it like working, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, cause it's, it's interesting hearing that you do from like the, you have so many, you have your hands in so many different genres. Cause if you're like, you have the EDM side of things, EDM dance music, you've got the pop punk side and then you were in post hardcore bands and stuff like yeah. that like it's your genre wise you're a little bit of all over the place and yeah it's interesting because like you would never I, I never would have thought that unless you had told me yeah it's um a lot of people are like will frown upon and be like yo dude stick to your lane do one thing but it's like no like this is like life and yeah 
I, I don't listen to one style of music, you know what I mean? So it's so hard. Like I've even done country music. There's actually a solid portion of my life where I did country music. They flew me out for the voice and it was this whole ordeal, but like, I just love so many different styles of music and where I'm just like, so ADD, like I'll listen to house music and then I'll listen to like attack attack, you know, like old throwback stuff, you know? So it's, um, it keeps my mind going, you know? Oh yeah. I was also, literally going to ask you if you did country cause you live in like the country music capital of the world. So I was like, I wonder if he experimented with country as well. So even more funny minute after midnight actually was like the first record was like a transition of like, not so much what it is now. It was like pop rock, but it was, um, I was going to call it y'alternative. Because it was actually there was some country influence um, in some of the songs and some of them literally were. Mm. But also another cool thing is some of the new music that I'm releasing this summer is they're actually one of these songs. It's called Ride With You. And it's actually a country song that I wrote with this girl in town. Um, her name was Drea Gordon. But we wrote it years ago and I released it as a solo artist. But then I was like, wait, let me throw this over what I've been doing. And it's just like such a vibe, like, oh, I'm just like dying to show everybody the new stuff. And we can't it's crazy. You it. guys only have two songs. I've got I'm four ahead. So there's four other songs right now that are just I'm just dying to show everybody. You know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm just ready to, to put it out there and let We're everybody ready. see it. <laughs> So then knowing that you have all your hands in all of these different genres and everything, what would you say that a lot of your major influences are? Truthfully, like my chemical romance, fallout boy and like bring me the horizon. Like that is like, if I had to pick three bands to listen to probably for the rest of my life or at least eighth grade me. And like, that, it seems <laughs> like eighth grade me like had it figured out. Cause it turns out like, my taste in music was fire back then and it's all coming circle now that it's mm -hmm. cool to listen to this style of music again mm -hmm. you know thank god for mgk in that sense you know because he he may not be the best at pop punk music and but he has totally created this wave of making guitar music like cool and relevant again and so i just i don't know i just feel like it's timing you know and that's yeah. why i based the band around time you know minute after midnight so it's all conceptualized around time and that's kind of the gimmick with the band you know what I mean oh yeah I definitely feel like and we've talked about this in a lot of our interviews is the scene is definitely in its comeback phase right now oh yes it, it's like it's it's in its comeback wave we're on that uphill right now mm -hmm. um because all of the bands that like we grew up with and we listened to are making comebacks right now as well as this new wave of music is making a huge comeback on like this local scene and everything because social media. And it's just, it's incredible to watch being on both sides of it and then being involved yeah. in it now. It's insane. It really is. Like I um, was talking to one of my friends and she was like, Oh, have you heard of this band called Mayday Parade? I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> and she is just now like hearing a lesson in romantics. And I'm just like, to think that, like, God, when was that even out? I mean, it had to be over 10 years so ago. That they put oh, that yep. It was a very long time ago because I think I was in middle school. Yeah, but can you imagine, you know, like, 
I don't know if I put out a record in 10 years down the road, they're like, Oh, have you heard of this? And it's just crazy to think how music just echoes on like in a way into eternity. I'll just, I love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there's the only thing that bothers me now is a lot of those albums and stuff that like a lesson romantics and stuff like that are things that they're playing on like VH1 classic. And I'm like, I am not vintage yet. I'm not vintage. I'm, I'm just an elder. I'm just an elder. I'm not vintage yet. I do not belong on VH1 Classic. Like, oh my gosh. I saw this yeah. comment on one of my posts. It's like, I'm not an elder emo. I'm a senior citizen. Senior citizen like, same yep. kid. Senior. I was like, this is great. I'm just that's, so ultra. That's, yeah, us. that's one of our hashtags too. Senior citizen. <laughs> but I didn't even discover that hashtag until TikTok. When I think it was Gary yeah. KW had posted about it or said something about it. And I was like, that's actually, that's clever. Mm-hmm. That's extremely clever. Um, so-, so speaking of being a senior citizen, elder emos, cause I know I am, I feel like I'm 110 when I wake up in the morning, but Amen. did you have, <laughs> did you ever have MySpace or do anything? Oh, yeah. MySpace? Okay. Heck so yeah, man. You know that your profile song on MySpace told everybody everything they needed to know about you. Yeah. So question we love to ask is if you had MySpace today, right now, what would your profile song be? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is a hard question. Um, Um. Gosh, I don't want to sit here too long and think on that. That I could literally like, I'm really trying to think. Um, probably. Oh God. Check yes, Juliet by We the Kings. Okay. Classic. <laughs> yes. Classic. That's like a, a hard joke. That's a joke, but like that's probably what it would have been back then. Um, no, for real. Um I don't even know what I listened to all of a sudden now that you've asked me. Do you tell me yours first and then I'll tell you mine? Uh, right now, mine would probably be Right Through Me by the home team. Nice, nice, nice. I love that. They're so good. What about you? Mm, probably You Got This by Felicity. Nice. The scene right now is really strong with a lot of artists and things like that. Yeah. So like most of my playlist right now is a lot of smaller artists. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'd probably do Fergalicious. That's I'm gonna settle with that one. Ah. Okay, but why Fergalicious? <laughs> yeah. Why that one? Why not? <laughs> okay, that's valid. <laughs> why not? I mean, I can't argue that one. <laughs> oh God. I can't argue that. That's a valid point. <laughs> I'm also drinking pre-workout right now because I was on my way to the gym, but then I realized that, you know, it's probably important that I hop on here. So just say so you now I'm drinking um, pre-workout, so I might start talking faster and faster. Oh, God. As long as you're not driving anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm not driving and drinking you're, you're pre-workout. Not dr- no. I, know, I, said, I was like, no drinking and driving. I was like, I mean, no Zoom. <laughs> Driving. don't drink and drive either but you know don't do any of that yeah. <laughs> um oh, God. so a couple of 
we, I mean, we've had quite a few interviews leading up to, up to your interview. And uh, a lot of the bands and things that we talk with always tell us about like previous interviews and things that they had done. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were talking to the guys of friend circle and uh, they're based out of New Jersey. They're very blink 182 vibes. Super awesome. And they were talking about an interview that they were in a while ago. And it was like a kind of weird and awkward interview. And they got asked of like the weirdest questions. So mm-hmm. me being me, I asked what those questions are. So I can ask them in our interviews. And uh, <laughs> uh, one question that they got asked, that's been a super fun question to ask is um, if you could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? Um, probably like a straight like turkey and cheese, you know, like, okay. You know, just like a sandwich, like a sandwich that I'd eat. Yeah. Just any sandwich. Which sandwich would you be? Yeah. Just like a turkey and cheese sandwich. Okay. Classy. Um, probably like, probably just like some standard, like American. Maybe like provolone, okay. yeah, maybe provolone, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty basic when it comes to that. So it's like, I'm like, I like to consider myself a simple kind of person just with extreme ADHD. Okay. And, I, feel you know? that. I feel that. So then let me throw it to the opposite end of the spectrum. Another question that we've started asking our interviews is if you woke up tomorrow <laughs> and realized that you were a dragon, what's the first thing you would do? Breathe fire. <laughs> There's only been like I mean, one other up. person that said that. <laughs> what? There's only been like one or two other people that have said that. <laughs> How's that not the immediate thing? Of course, like flying is cool, but like I'm definitely like, yeah, catching the whole place on fire. <laughs> Somebody said, was it the Magwas that said it? Somebody said that they would they would make s'mores. The first thing they would do was make their own s'mores. <laughs> Because they could. No, that was um, full-time fraud. Oh, was it full-time fraud? Yes, yes. That's been turning into one of my favorite questions. But then one of them them said uh, they would go burn down, like, stuff. And I was like, okay, where's Smokey the Bear? You're talking about burning down forests and stuff. Right? No, we just go to the Everglades where it's, like, wet. So nothing would actually burn. And I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) So it doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Um, so you told us that you were in Nashville. Um, that's kind of where you're at now, or at least in Tennessee. And then you did also, before we got into the interview that you were moving to California. Yeah. So, um, Cameron, the end to my Yang, uh, the producer of all the ma'am stuff. He also did like some, he did sleeping with sirens record and like Memphis Mayfire. Um, he did the woes me stuff, which is how I like kind of discovered him. But you know, it's kind of funny. I was, um, we were working together and they had mentioned going out there and stuff, but I kind of sat in my car one day and I was like, you know, I'm going to set the intention to move to California and see if it, you know, kind of comes to fruition or whatever. And, and I swear it wasn't even like a month or two later. He was like, are you trying to come with us? And I was like, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of like a dream, um, situation because, you know, we're all creators and artists and, to be able to live with the person that produces my records, it's just going to, it's just going to make like a certain kind of chemistry that I think that is just truly going to be amazing. Cause I'm like halfway through the record right now. And 
it's just I couldn't see myself with like pushing minute after midnight forward not being around him you know what I mean sure now this record that you're talking about is it going to be a full length is it an EP oh yeah okay full length um 12 songs it's called matter of time and I can't tell, I have no idea when it'll be done. So like, basically it's been in the process for about two years now. And then I mentioned earlier, we did a full record before that 12 songs in 2016 that never released. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a full length and I'm about, I've, I'm halfway as in like, I have six songs. I have three that are done too far gone which comes out may 5th and then i have three others after that like where the arrangements done they're just not mixed and mastered and completely like polished but it seems like they just get better and better like not even trying to like be cocky or anything but it's just like i feel like i'm just getting better and better at what i'm doing you know what i'm saying like it's um i just can't wait for people to hear it i really am just so stoked oh yeah well, it's always something to look forward to, especially when you've worked so hard on something like that. And then it finally comes to where you can release it. Then it's like, yeah. I've done all of this. Take a look at it. Look what I've done. It's a super proud moment. And it's something to, to be very yeah. proud of yourself about. And, you know, artists truly like if you're making authentic and genuine music, you're truly pouring yourself into these songs, like in an emotional way that like some of like your deepest um your closest relatives, you know, if they don't have that artistic, like empathetic mind, like they don't realize like this is a window into this person's soul, you know? So like literally me and Cameron always talk about this, but literally after we're done with the song, it, we're literally just so drained because it sucks so much energy like from me. But then like once it's done, it's the most fulfilling feeling. And then I'm depressed again because it's done. And then I do something else. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's that's like the circle of life, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when yeah, you're an artist. Fun. Now, you're going out to California, uh, and you've got a single coming out on May 5th. We've got an album release that's happening at some point. What else do you have in the books? Talk to us about what else you've got coming up. Um. Well for as the remaining six or three songs that we have, I'm going to be dropping a single every month until August. So basically the name of the game right now is to completely focus on like really solid, like music video content for the band, you know, because I want all of that to be really high end. Um, But really, I knew that was going to happen eventually, but um yeah there's really no crazy plans aside that i'm just been working on this record and we're going to be releasing songs um just all summer and going crazy on tiktok even if it's cringy of course now i i also want us to to touch on the fact that minute after midnight is not a full band like it's it's primarily just you yeah and um doing everything yeah um i feel just from the experience and years of just working, you know, it's, um, I've, that's my like strong suit, I guess is like, cause I, I'm just like a jack of all trades. I'm kind of pretty good at everything, but not exceptionally great at every, like one thing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's easy for me to like produce and like arrange tracks and stuff. So I guess I'm a really good song arranger. 
Okay. And songwriting primarily, so that's what now, are you also doing the the dance and EDM stuff as well, or is this kind of your one focus at the um, moment? So, yeah, I have another single coming out sometime. Like, I have some work done for that. There's no, like, specific release dates. Um, kind of just putting that on a complete halt right now because I feel like this is just, like, what's filling my cup right now. And... If, you know, a, a bigger opportunity came along, like last year, um, I had my first song hit Sirius XM. So that was like my first time hearing myself, you know, on national radio. And it That's was awesome. Um, what channel? Yeah, it was a uh, 51. Okay. BPM. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, with a buddy that I met from New York. His name is Andrew Marks. And then he got us in contact with his label buddy that it was the... They're an Australian duo called Phoenix Paul. So they were like the main name on the track, but the song is called All I Need. And it's um it's a bop. So if you if you like EDM music and like my voice, there's there's that always. That's awesome. Well, I love Sirius XM. That's why I was like, what channel were you on? <laughs> I need to find you. <laughs> yeah, it's such a wild experience, you know, because like with um all the EDM stuff, you know, I got to work with some major record labels, like you know, kind of like all the dream checklist stuff, minus performing in front of tens of thousands of people. But like I got to work with Warner, um, Sony, Finland, um, there's Warner Denmark at that actually. And then some American labels. Total Smash is the one that um, pushed the song to XM. So, like, that was, like, my first experience with, like, record labels and, like, being assigned artists and stuff like that, which isn't even, like, as glamorous as you think. Like, I love the independence that I have right now with man because nobody can tell me what to do. And that's another reason why I don't have members because I just... You know, I, I just really, I just, I'm so particular about the way that the music sounds and like, I'm just so invested in it emotionally right now. You know, I don't want to bring anyone else in that's not been there, you sure. know, from, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. And that's kind of, I feel like that's how a lot of people are right now. Cause there's a lot of projects that are similar to similar to yours they're not exactly but same the same idea behind it and you guys are producing incredible things like again we've had people on the show that do the same thing and they're like yeah it's just pretty much all me and I'm like what (laughs) we're like shut the front door yeah because like I'm not that talented I wish I was well it didn't happen overnight you know and I don't ever want any I don't want anyone to ever think that it was like an overnight kind of thing because I wasn't like this natural born player singer you know I'm still learning to sing I'm actually learning to sing more and more like through this record too like I'm finding spots in my voice I'm like oh I've never heard that like timbre and it's like I'm growing still you know so yeah but I mean it's always going to be a learning thing that you're going through anytime that you're making music because that's but at the, the same time that's your growth that shows what you were doing and where you're going now it shows what you've learned and where you're going Absolutely. which is an incredible thing to see especially for people that have been there for a while or seen you when you were doing the other things yeah. um growth is super important and you have to yeah. keep learning in order to have all of that yeah and once you're like if you're not 
yeah, I just don't, I, I couldn't ever see myself getting to a point where I didn't want to learn more and I didn't want to be better and I didn't want to become a better artist, you know? So I think that I'm hoping I never hit a point where I'm just like, all right, you've peaked. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Now, if you're, you were talking about all these different artists and things like that, that you've interacted with and things now for minute after midnight, if you could collaborate with any artist on a minute after midnight song, who would you want to collaborate with? Um, I would love to have MGK on a track. Okay. That would a big one. Um, and then maybe like Brandon Urie, Patrick Stump, or maybe like Haley Williams. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. You can't go wrong there. Any Haley. of them, honestly, I would actually the ultimate is Gerard way. Actually, if I could get Gerard, if I was ever, ugh, I just, I just love my chemical romance. <laughs> who is currently making a comeback and they're playing all these shows and everything right now. They're playing when we were young. Yes. Oh, the wildest festival in the world. Yeah. So talk to us about how you feel about that. We've been asking some people about how they feel about when we were young. So let's, let's get your thoughts on that. You know, I don't want to like slander the festival because I truly don't know. You know, I just, I think everyone when they saw the flyer was like, that's weird. Okay. That's, that doesn't look real. Valid. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's Live Nation, which the I have the utmost respect for. Um, they handle, you know, all the biggest concerts in the world. And I think that it's just like, okay, there was one day. Now there's two. Now there's three. It's just a weird circumstance, I think. And it just makes me nervous for my people because the people that are going to be going there. Um, there's, I mean those are my people, you know, like that's yeah. the kind of person I grew up as, you know, going to see a data remember and all these people at work tour. I'm just worried for them because of like the Astro world thing. Um, yes. And, you know, the country concert, you know, that happened a few years back. I just want to make sure I just hope everybody's safe and there's no craziness going on, you know, cause that's, it's, there's just something off about it. I will say that, but I yeah. hope, I hope that I'm wrong. Oh yeah. Well, there's no, a I lot of people. For, I completely forgot about that. The country stuff that happened in, in uh, Vegas. Yeah. I completely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's there's, scary but there's been a lot of people that feel that same way though. Like it's not, mm. it's not an uncommon thing, especially given yeah. everything else that's, that's been going on and everything like that. But I agree. There's certain circumstance where it's just like, some things don't add up. And that's where my nervousness comes in. Absolutely. And like, that makes me so happy to think that it it was even a thing, but then it was like, yeah, I was like, wait a second. So, but just bring back warp tour. Yeah, yeah, please, please (laughs) just bring back warp tour. Somebody was posting around on April fool's day um, of a warp tour flyer that it was like, like it was making a comeback. And I'm so mad that I fell for it. And then I was like, that's not, that's not even fair. (laughs) They're going to bring it back. I'm just speaking it into existence. Now I feel that there's two now that the wave that we're on, there's no way that uh, it's Kevin, it's Kevin Lyman or Lyman. I I don't know how you say his last name, but there's no way he's not like, okay, this is the perfect time for Warped Tour, you know? And like now that people are passing on from like 
getting over the COVID thing. Of course, it's still out there, but like we got to live, you know, and we've got to go. We've got to adapt, you know, we've got to be mindful of others and stuff, but we've got to be able to live, you know, and Mm -hmm. live music is just, I think, so essential to kids like I'm not even a kid, but to the younger generation, you know, they need they need that, you know, because that was my visit growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like we talk about that all the time because, like, for us growing up, we were the ones that were always at local shows or at concerts or oh, yeah. things like that, and that that was like a part of that was a part of us, part of our personality, and a part of like the the circle of friends and everything we were in. Yeah, and then absolutely. it was like it was like this five to seven year hiatus of where that wasn't really a thing anymore, and then yeah. all of a sudden the world started opening back up and like everything came out of nowhere. We're in this huge comeback stage, like simple plans, releasing a brand new album. Right. What? Like it, it doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. I, it's like, I just feel like history repeats itself and we're actually living in it in our era and yeah. our scene. Mm-hmm. And like, I was that kid, like, you know what I mean? I was that kid going to shows every day. Like I am extremely cultured by like all of it, you know, like, so it just feels like it only makes sense that it's happening now. You know, I think that there's a reason why, you know, things fell through in 2016 and not to mention, you know, the first project I was ever in, you know, I thought that that was going to be the one, you know what I mean? And it's just crazy now after doing it for over a decade, you're like, I don't know. It's just so weird how everything's working out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Now you also, you also may mention of a topic that we like to talk about was uh, being an independent artist versus being in a label. Now we firmly think that the way that TikTok and social media is right now is it's giving an, it's giving the independent artists a leg up because it's allowing you to do pretty much everything yourself and get the benefit for it without having a label. So I know you've been doing a lot on social media. So talk to us about how you feel the way that social media is making an impact on music now. Um, There's some pros and cons, but, you know, first I want to talk about the pros. And like, if you are an artist listening to this, I think it is so, so very important that you hop on this TikTok wave. Stop, let it stop worrying about like the kids back from high school are going to think about you posting. Stop worrying about what you look like just get on the app and post and post and post because we've seen it with myspace we saw it with facebook we saw it with instagram the organic reach will be tapped this is there's going to be a a little leg of people that hop on the way just like with the vine train and stuff like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's just i'm i'm yelling at all my artist friends and they're like oh well i'll get to it you know and i'm just like no now Mm -hmm. now you this because like it might not be here tomorrow or the algorithm could change and it only pushes you know dance videos or something it goes back to kind of that but like there's that is the main pro you have a shot instead of like releasing a song i mean basically you need to spend three times that budget on marketing you know but now you you can x that out with tiktok like you can i mean yet the day before yesterday, 169,000 people saw a video of me saying, hey, check out my band, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't pay for that. I didn't have to do anything. So, like, please, like, get out of your own way and, like, do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the one con um, with social media and TikTok is that I do, that is kind of a weird thing is the attention span. It's becoming less and less about the full song, more or less, more about a 30 second clip of the song, or if even that, you know, because it's tricky with music because I'll be listening on the radio to I'll flip and I'll hear a song I like, but 30, 40 seconds in it, I change it. And I like that song. And that's so weird. Why am I skipping songs that I like, you know? Mm-hmm. So the ear is like the hardest thing I think to please these days. And especially the longer that TikTok's around, the shorter, the higher the screen time is going to be and the shorter our attention spans are going to be. So that's my one concern with it, but. That's a valid point. If yeah, you really sit and think about it, that's a valid point. Nobody's actually ever brought that up. I think you're probably the first one that's brought that up. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. Cause it's always interesting to see like when you're, when you're on TikTok and things like that, like you can identify sounds and songs and things just by a seven to 10 second clip for what it's being yeah. used for. And then you hear it on the radio and it's like, I don't really like, maybe I don't really care for the song or, Oh, I really like this song. What song is it? And then you hear that seven to 10 second clip and you're like, Oh shit, this is that the funniest song. thing. The funniest thing is um, a great example is that Magnolia park band. Um, they have that song. It's like another day, another breakdown. My yep. something, something. Um, they like I, I think they were on my radio or something like that, and I was listening to the song and I realized it was them. But then that part came in, and I was like, "Oh, this is that song. What the heck?" <laughs> I, like, yeah, it's so funny. Um, it's that thing. But then there's a lot of artists, and let me let me get your hot take on this. There's a lot of artists that feel like with when it happens that way where all you're hearing is like a part of it and then like recognizing it later is sometimes the song and everything can lose its value like it's that's the blessing and curse of that too it's like oh they like this part of it but they're just listening to it on tiktok they're not necessarily going and listening to it to actually listen to it yeah that makes sense no totally um couldn't be more right about that do you feel like that's going to be a bigger problem going forward um in my circumstance i don't think so because i think people are more or less latching on to me more as a person than they of course the music's amazing you know but i think really i think people just want to see me succeed you know because i i mean i like to think that i'm a genuine person you know like i'm really just a normal person like everyone else following my dreams and stuff so i think if you can have people latch on to you they'll care you know what i'm saying like more people probably care about me more just like solo as an artist not necessarily solo than they do either project my edm stuff or that you know they're just like oh that's their crap he seems like a nice dude i want to i hope he succeeds you know Mm. and you build that connection with them like and with your fans like i feel like i don't even like to call them fans because it's like really like your fans that's why i'm gonna start calling them your fans um Cause yeah, like really those people are your family. You know, they're the people that are going to buy tickets. They're literally say I was rich and famous. I mean, they're going to pee. It's my fans that are going to be paying for me to like eat and like send my kids to school and like have a roof over my head, you know? So it's like, I don't know. And I just always remember being at concerts and like, you know, I've met the big, ego douchebags you know that are too cool to talk to anybody and then you know like i've met the people that were down there after the show just walking around the crowd like a normal person Mm -hmm. 
And that to me always was just like, that's how I want to be because like, I want to get to know everybody. I want to know these kids that are that, you know, like I'm helping like be an influence on their lives, you know, like, so. Oh yeah. And we firmly believe here on the podcast, the, the way that we've always been is your music and everything would be great, but people are going to, to love you more if they know who you are behind the music. So that's like the whole purpose of our podcast is so we can, introduce you outside of that to your fan base because I know for me like if I find an artist that I thoroughly enjoy like I might love their music but if they're not the best of person yeah I'm not going to dig it as much whereas if I love that person for who they are as well and like they're down to earth and they're receptive and just all around good people I'm like I will do anything you want me to you like you want me to push the fact that you're gonna have a show coming up great you have a problem coming up and need some help here's 20 bucks like you want to be involved with that person. Um, totally. Yeah. Like you hit the nail on the head and like, I think what you're doing is great. You know, like as soon as like, I, I, you know, heard the concept, I was like, okay, this is going to be a vibe. This is going to be successful, you know, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. You know, I'm really, it's a lot easier to share who I am as a person in conversation with someone versus trying to speak, you know, on TikTok and like have a conversation when no one's in the room, you know? Yeah. But I feel like TikTok's one of those things that you're not necessarily making a personality or like a fake personality or whatever, but it's like, it's like you're one person on TikTok and you're still promoting everything and you're still you, but like nobody yeah. can down to see like the breakdown of you unless yeah. it's in a more one-on-one type of situation. And unfortunately the TikTok algorithm doesn't really give you the chance to do it. Yeah, absolutely not. So, 15 seconds or less. <laughs> right. Now, are you, uh, speaking of the TikToks and stuff like that, you did a TikTok live recently where you, were you DJing somewhere? Um, for, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, it was for the Predators. So I work for a company in Nashville where like we do weddings. Like it's basically like a normal job. It's not the most glamorous thing. Sometimes it is like I did a party for journeys the other week that was just like ridiculous, but yeah, I was, um, Nashville Predators is their little plaza party. So I just DJ for the people coming in a little easy way to make side cash. So. so not only are you an incredible artist that has your hand in almost every single genre that there actually is, but you're also a DJ outside of that. Yeah. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good response. That's a good response. <laughs> Literally jack of all trades over here. <laughs> oh, Literally. I can't keep a solid relationship. That's what I can't do. That's the whole <laughs> I can't either. Aww. So if you can crack that code, please let me know. You can make millions <laughs> with that code. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But that's awesome. Like you've had a tremendous success ever since you popped up on our for you page. Um, yeah. tremendous success a lot of your fans have been anytime that we've posted out and we're like hey who do you want to see on the show they're always throwing your name out there always that's so cool you know there's always at least two to three people in every post that's like you need to talk to Derek Ryan talk to Derek so- and I'm like that makes me so happy because like I really it really just feels like I'm just doing the same thing I've always done like it doesn't ever like correspond to me that like all these people are like actually seeing me if that makes any sense because you're just seeing a number you know Mm -hmm. but like 
if all those people were like they're actually watching me i would be like you know it's (laughs) it's crazy to think like i just don't i can't even comprehend it really right now you know it's um i guess i will you know when live shows come around and i guess i see kids out there but it really is um I guess you would think that like something like shifts and you just feel like, Oh, I've done this, this and that or whatever. But really I just found myself like literally eating Chick-fil-A and I'm like, that's so weird that that many people commented on that video, you know? (laughs) Right. What does that even mean? Are they real? And it's like, yes, they're 100% real, but it's like, I cannot grasp. I just cannot grasp it. (laughs) Aren't you a real person? (laughs) Like, is this a real thing? I don't yeah, know. Like, I think I have some fake people following me for real. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. what I wonder. Yeah, this bots is this like? But yeah, like when I look yeah. at my demographic, it's like straight United States, about eighty percent female, and the band, the analytics with that, it's um, a little more female driven. Like I think close to like 30 percent. So, I guess it's real people. <laughs> I mean, I would hope it's real people at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> either way, either way, I'm cool. I definitely appreciate the love either way. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and like I said, you've also had this very, a very smart, but also a very smart, but also very comforting in your face attitude when it comes yeah. to like your music and things like that. Like I said, it's not cocky or anything. It's just you're literally being up there like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm going to make it one day. Like I'm going, it's, yeah. it's going to be a thing. And I feel like that's yeah. something that a lot of people aren't used to and people aren't used to seeing that. And that's it, what sets you apart from everybody else in a good way. And I appreciate you saying that so much, you know, and it's like, there's just a, a font. There's, there is a fine line between like confidence and, you know, being conceited and cocky. And I'm like, I don't ever want to come off that way to people, but I want people to believe in themselves. And it's like, I can't dim the way that I feel about the music I pour my heart into, you know, like on the internet, like I I am excited about this. I do believe in this. And it's like, how could I convince anybody else if I can't convince myself, you know? And, but you have to, some people will take it, you know, as me being cocky or conceited, which, you know, and it's just 100% not the case, you know? And And popping through your videos and reading a lot of the comments and things that come out of that come out of that. And just what people are saying to you, people love it. They absolutely love what you're doing. Granted. Yeah. You've got a couple trolls because you know, everybody's got them, but I've I've like three hate comments, like three, that's literally it. And I mean, I don't, I read most of the comments, but I've literally, I'm telling you, I saw one when I first started posting at the beginning of the year and then like two since then. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's a really positive space where like the algorithm's pushing me, but don't get me wrong. You know, like I'm sure if I had a major video go viral, which, you know, I've had, I'm talking like major, major, you know, it would reach the demographic that would be like, Cause you know, I'm not really writing music for guys. I'm writing music for girls. You know, I don't, I guess it's like for both, you know, but it's like, I am a hopeless romantic, always wearing my heart on my sleeve. So it's like, you know, that's just what I like to do. 
Um, but in those hate comments that you do get, or the, the couple that you do have, if you, cause I, I got, I went through and I read a couple of them. If you read them, like people are giving these hate comments and then your fans come out of nowhere and they're <laughs> on it. Yo, yeah, totally. Yeah. This one girl said something, you know, I just responded and I was like, you know, honestly, I'm glad I got a couple of haters. Cause it's like, at least that means I'm doing something right. And they're taking time out of their day to. It's, it's like I have a love for them in a way. And it's like, I just hate that they feel like they need to spread negativity. But yes, like a couple people made videos. They were like, don't ever talk bad about him. I'll, you know, hurt you. <laughs> I was like, I love you. Thank you. And it's like, ah, oh, dude. That's I'm like Derek that's, Ryan Army over here. Right. <laughs> right. But that's, yeah, I call them Night Owls. That's what we're called. The family's called the Night Owls. Well. That's if you're a minute awesome. out and you're a night out and then obviously if you stay up late you're a night out too but i'm hoping that catches on someday that's clever <laughs> yeah that's that super sense. clever but i mean it's always it's always so cool to see especially and i know like for us it's been surreal because there's been a couple of situations where we've had some people that haven't been the nicest to us and yeah. then there's people that have come in and they're like uh excuse me like ready to quote unquote fight for it and i'm like look yeah I appreciate it, but like it's weird because like we're we're not a whole lot, but like thank you. It's a surreal feeling when you have fans that would do that for you. I know, right? So like it's like my duty to do anything that I can for them, you know? And that's really like my only goal is really just to, you know, uplift people. And I hope like when they hear the music, it it plants like a seed of like hope, you know? And like, it'll, even if like, you don't listen to the full song, if you're getting just a little piece of it, you know, there's a little seed of hope planted in your brain. It's just going to grow into a giant tree. Yeah. And then you'll feel better. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now one question that um, I got asked, I was, previously interviewed for a different podcast and the question that they asked me is if there was one thing that you could tell your younger self now what would that be hold on son it's gonna be all right (laughs) accent and all (laughs) that was awesome that was the best response i think oh god i love it (laughs) um and if you had any one direct message to your fans something that they you want them to take from you and your music and everything what is one thing you want your fans to take not physically please don't say physically (laughs) (laughs) oh god you know um just believe in yourself you know don't don't allow society's norms to place you in a box because you're not meant to be in one. Those are, those are, I love that. I know super deep. I love it. Super deep. Um, well, we are getting ready to come up on the hour mark as far as the episode and everything is concerned. So, um, the other thing that I, just to kind of end us off a couple more things to ask one, do you think there would be a prospect for a tour on your horizon? at any point i would be absolutely thrilled to be on tour with everybody right now um 
no later than 2023. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but let's um, let's keep our fingers crossed for 2023. Okay. And then you've got that big move happening to California in yeah. May. Yes. You've got a new album that's going to be coming out at some point. You've got a couple brand new singles. You've got Too Far Gone coming out on May 5th. Yes, ma'am. And then music videos. I heard there was brief mention of music videos as well. Yes. Um, definitely some videos in the works right now and some more content, you know, that's just specifically for the band. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All of the exciting things. Well, uh, I know I speak for Brittany and myself when we say that we are incredibly proud of you and everything that you have accomplished, at least in the past two and a half months since we have found you. Just Thank the you. growth that you've had in that small amount of time is incredible. I remember telling Brittany when I first found you and I was like, look at this guy. Like he's like everything he's doing is great. And then I was like, I want him on the show. And I, I kept shooting my <laughs> shot and I was like, I was like, he's too busy. Like, there's no way that we're going to get him on the show. And then just oh, one no. comment popped up or whatever. And then it happened. And I was like, holy shit, I did it. <laughs> holy well, shit. I'm so proud of you guys, too. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Y'all are killing it as well. So we're loving every second of it. Yeah, we, we definitely are. We love getting the chance to meet everybody and to help in a little bit that we can. Granted, I mean. We're not serious XM or anything like that. We hope to be on that level one day, but yes. well we on your way. Well we on your way. Do anything um, to help you out or to spread the word about you or anything like that, whether you're in California or Nashville, please let yeah. us know anything that we can do for you. You are absolutely killing it. We are so proud of you and everything that you've got. We are very excited to see everything that you've got coming out as well. It's going to be a very exciting year for you. And I'm really yeah. excited to see. Again, we've only we've only known you for like two, almost three months. I'm really excited to see where you're going to be in the next six months, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I'm excited. As you should be. You've worked hard and it's paying off. But um, Elder Emos, we have Derek Ryan in here, who is also Minute After Midnight. Please go and find him on all social media platforms. He is a little bit of everywhere under Derek Ryan Music, Derek Ryan, Minute After Midnight. He is on Apple Music, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. Please go find him. Please follow him. Um, and when you do, please go raid him and let him know. Give him all of the love. And please tell him that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. But Derek, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. We really appreciate you coming to hang out with us. Um, but we are the Elder Emo Hours. And this was Derek Ryan from Minute After Midnight. <laughs>